I did think in that scene, though, uh, when he turns around and everybody's clapping, I was like, who's running the factory where they need five million crates of this a day? Like, get back to work. You're costing the company money. Hey there, story fans. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Almost Plausible. I'm Thomas J. Brown, and of course, I'm joined by Emily. Hey, guys. And F. Paul Shepard. Happy to be here. As you know, the premise of our show is taking some ordinary object and creating a movie plot based on that object. It's something that Hollywood does every once in a while. So when we heard there was going to be a flaming Hot Cheetos movie, we were immediately interested. And none of us has watched the movie yet, but we're about to. And we wanted you to come along on that journey with us. Our plan is to have a quick discussion about what we anticipate, and then we'll take a break and each go watch the film. Now, if you haven't seen the movie yet, that's the perfect opportunity for you to pause the show and see it yourself. If you have already watched the film, then you'll be able to jump right into the second part of this episode. So, Emily, Shep, how much do you know about this movie already? Well, I have seen the trailer. I was the one who brought it to your attention. Yes. And uh, I'm excited because it's a Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie, which I think looks hilarious. And Tony Shalhoub's in it. Well, that's fantastic. That's more than I knew. So Tony Shalhoub is the only thing I know about it. And that's what sold me immediately because I love him deeply. Yeah. Right. He's great. The only thing I know about it is it's about Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And I've seen the movie poster. And I've seen that like one still image on all the streaming things of like the dude who's like a working class Hispanic looking guy. And he's like holding a bag of chips. And he's sort of like coyly looking over his shoulder. It's like a still frame from the movie, I assume. I That's all I know about it. Oh, yeah. I have Hulu open right now, and it's him in the store. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's not what we do, where we create sort of a fictional story about an object. It is a biopic about yes. this guy. Yeah, it's a biopic about how uh, he came up with the idea of Flaming Hot Cheetos and mm. sold it to Lay's and mm, like mm. how he convinced them to do it. He was a... I, how much can I give away from the preview before we watch this? How much do you guys want to know? Uh, nothing. Hold it. Yeah, okay. less, Hold is, it. less is more. <laughs> then I'm going to stop because like the preview tells you like the basics. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we know it's a biopic about this guy. Mm. Um, what do we think is going to happen? I mean, obviously he invents Flamin' Hot Cheetos or he comes up with the idea for it or something. Sort of already interesting to hear that it's not just like something somebody at the company came up with. It's just something some guy came up with who doesn't work for the company maybe or. Um, is he a scientist? Like is he right, in a lab right. with a. Getting the mixture just right. He's just the janitor. He sweeps up and he's like, all the dust. Is he the janitor? Did I get it right? I will say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. I am hoping it's going to be. I love biopics. Mm -hmm. I do. I don't care if they're wildly false. I still love them. And I'm hoping for like one of those heartwarming biopics, you know, mm. like um, Tucker because I loved Tucker as a kid, which is I'm probably the only person in the world who still remembers that movie. <laughs> Wasn't that depressing? Didn't he like lose everything? Is that no. this is the heartwarming? Am I misremembering? Did he lose everything? I think I might not remember the ending. I'm trying <laughs> to think of heartwarming ones where they're good biopics. Y your parents just turned it off before the yeah, last 15 yeah. minutes. What Phoebe and the old yeller and friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I do really love The Greatest Showman. That's based off of, I mean, like actually based off of his life? Vaguely. Okay. Loose, very loosely. Very loosely. It very, does very not loose. address any of the horrors that he bestowed upon right. humanity. Yeah. It's a fairy tale. <laughs> mm, it seems that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tant and Floss. It's another one that's fairy tale esque, maybe a little more grounded. Yeah. I wonder how true to life this will end up being. Yeah. Well, I'm ready with my flaming hot Cheetos here. Do you guys have some flaming hot Cheetos? I did go to the store, and as soon as I pulled out of the parking lot, I was like, oh, I forgot the Cheetos. I have regular Cheetos, and I have chili pepper, so. <laughs> there you I go. got the flaming hot mix, mm. which is flaming hot Cheetos, crunchy and puff, flaming hot Chester's fries, flaming hot Fritos, and flaming hot nacho Doritos. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yes. I had flaming hot ruffles or something the other day. The sour cream and uh no no the um yeah, the sour cream and cheddar or whatever. Mm, and flaming hot. There was a lot going on there. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot in one chip. All right. Well, I haven't had a flaming hot Cheeto in a long time, so I'm going to have one and see. I haven't had one in ages and I was looking forward to it knowing it would burn my mouth. I thought that you were going to come by today. Yeah, That's why I got I this. Was- it's enough to share. This is that two was of the each. original plan, but I ended up having to visit a friend yesterday who was going through something rough. So mm, they're pretty good. So I had not had flaming hot Cheetos before this came up, mm. and uh, I love them. They're yeah, these fantastic. are good. They're so good. It's a shame that they're not sponsoring this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm so addicted to them. To the point where it's like eating away at my mouth. Like yeah. when you're a kid and you eat the sour yeah. worms or whatever to the point like the inner lining of your cheek just melts off and your skin falls <laughs> off. That's what it's like because I can't stop eating them. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had these in a really long time. I wasn't sure what to expect based off of those flaming Hot Ruffles or whatever. Those were just sort of like too much, too many competing flavors. It was a lot going on. Yeah, that's a lot of flavor. No, these are fantastic. Great texture. Uh, they taste like Cheetos. Yeah. And they're a bit spicy. But without being that like type of spice that just destroys your taste buds right. and you can't taste anymore, which I like that sometimes, but I also love the way that Cheetos taste. So, yes. Yeah, it's good. You get spice and that Cheeto flavor. I see Shep is eating his Cheetos with chopsticks, which is the same way that I eat them. Yes. Keep the fingers clean. Yep. Have you seen they make the special ring yes. specifically <laughs> for Cheetos? Yep. Yeah, my mom told me about that. I think she watched Shark Tank and they were on or something. Yeah, I saw somebody using them the other day and I was like, oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, it sounds like we're ready to watch the film. So we're going to stop recording and go do that. As I said before, if you haven't seen the movie yet, stop this episode during the break and go watch it yourself before you continue. If you've already seen the film, then just keep listening to hear our reactions and what we thought about it. All right. I'm going to grab my bag of flaming Hot Cheetos and go watch the movie. We'll see you back here afterward. Well, we are back from having watched the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie. And just as a final warning for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, we are about to discuss the film. So there will be spoilers in as much as that's possible in a biopic. So this is your last chance to pause the episode before it happens. Okay, everyone ready? I can't believe he died at the end. <laughs> it was what a twist. <laughs> that Amazing. Yes. Man. <laughs> That's why it was flaming hot. Yeah. 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 I'm amazed that they still have a little bit of his ashes to include in everything. <laughs> right? It's so great. <laughs> Every flaming hot Cheeto is a little bit. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, what did you guys think about the movie? I enjoyed it greatly, but I'm very easy to please. I know this, (laughs) but I did. I thought it was uh, they did it in a really fun way. Yeah, Yeah, I thought it took something that could easily be very dry and made it fun and approachable. Yeah. 
Now, I famously do not like almost anything. <laughs> right. And I loved this movie. And it's like, it's schmaltzy, glurge, yeah. like it's a feel-good yeah. nonsense. And I loved it. <laughs> now, I may be high because I've eaten many bags of Flamin' Hut. <laughs> I tried one of every of the, in the variety pack, every oh type God. of Flamin' Hut. Okay, what's the winner then of those? Oh, Flamin' Hot Crunchy Cheetos. That's by far yeah. the best. The Fritos are also really good, and the rest are just okay. Hmm. I will say, I like how in the movie he initially is like, we do it on Cheetos, Doritos. He's like naming all the products Popcorn. that they now have. Right, right. Flaming Hot, but everyone, it's still always the Cheeto. The Cheeto is the big one. <laughs> Because it's the best. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's funny how in the movie they really play down Cheetos. It's like the last one he lists. He's like, oh, it's almost like an afterthought. I guess we could put it on Cheetos if that's like a thing people want. But it's clear that they work in the Cheeto factory in California. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see other chips occasionally, but you only right. really ever see the Cheetos and the tumblers. They really focus on that futuristic looking tube in the background <laughs> that distributes all the Cheetos out to the bags. Right. Uh, yeah, no, this movie was tons of fun. Literally, the first note I wrote down was fun intro. I liked the graphics and the music and like already like, I'm OK, I'm in a good mood. This is this yeah. is fun and exciting and upbeat. I actually think it sets the tone really well for what's about to come. Yeah, I had to turn on subtitles because I thought I couldn't hear what he was saying. And then it turned out he's just speaking Spanish. <laughs> yeah. You know, OK, so I thought this was weird. I always like it when people are speaking in Spanish and it's subtitled in English because I know just enough Spanish to sometimes catch when things aren't subtitled correctly right. or like they'll have said something different and like the meaning is slightly different. But what struck me in this movie was like parts where certain things were that definitely didn't need to be like when the priest comes in, he goes, exacto. Yes, we all know that means exactly. Like you didn't need to, <laughs> There's no mystery there. But then later when the dad it says, por favor, mijo. Yes. Like, Please, my son. it's not subtitled. It's not subtitled. And I'm like. It just says, speaking Spanish. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I even I understood that. Everybody knows por favor, mijo, but not everybody knows exacto. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. Like, that was more and something that could potentially be confusing. They didn't bother to subtitle it. I was like, weird, weird. I have to say from the opening, the script just shown for me from the line looking like Sean Connery dipped in abuelita yeah. chocolate. I was like, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm sold. I loved that as well. I, that got me. You know, one of the things I really liked is that they don't shy away from his criminal past. Yeah, I did make a note that like. Part of me is like, no, I love it. I love that he embraced that that was who he was. It's not who he is now, but it was part yeah. of his past and it's OK. But then part of me is like, but he's still getting drug dealers to help distribute right. <laughs> Cheetos. Like, am I supposed to be like, yay? Or am I supposed to be like, eee? but they made them the the gangsters with a heart of gold because right. they're all doing yeah. it for legitimate reasons. I like when they're handing out the things. He's like, I told you only one bag per person. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is free. The next right. you have to pay exactly. for it. Exactly. I love they had that line like you got to pay after this. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, and he's he's slinging drugs because his mom has cancer, and in America yeah. we don't have healthcare. So, right. What are the <laughs> options? I mean, none of that is inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. he's a poor Latino. <laughs> what are his options? I also didn't expect such an unflinching look at racism in the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie. Right. We keep calling it the Flamin' Hot Cheetos movie. It is just the Flamin' Hot It's movie, just called Flamin' Hot, yeah. It's about the flavor, not about Cheetos specifically. But 
I guess that's one of the things, like, especially at the end when they show you all the different products, I was like, oh yeah, I guess Flamin' Hot does kind of go, like, I always just think of that as Cheetos. Like when you say yeah. Flamin' Hot, my brain just autofills Cheetos. Right. It's the best one. It really is. It is. I was also pleased that uh, they talked early on about Mexicans being hardworking. Yeah. Because there's that perception in this country that Mexicans are lazy and that has never been my experience. Like I have never met a lazy Mexican. Yeah. What ever. is that based on? I know. I think it's based on Mexicans relaxing after yeah, working after really, really hard. hard. <laughs> you know, they get up at four in the morning and right. do the job. So by two, they're fucking tired. Right. <laughs> so they're taking a siesta. Honestly, I think that's a really good point that like oftentimes they work hours that frankly, white people don't want to work. Right. And so they'll take those jobs. But that means that their work ends earlier because they got up earlier. And so, yeah, like their day is already done. And so maybe that's part of where that perception comes from is like, hey, I got a, I just got off of work and they're already like sitting around having beers. Like, yeah, because they got off of work hours ago. Oh, yeah. They're out and about during the day because right. they work overnight. <laughs> right. Or whatever it is. But yeah, no, I, I have never seen lazy Mexicans. That's not been my experience ever. So I've always wondered about that stereotype. It's probably also another one of those lies that mm. racists tell. Absolutely. To be racist, you know. Yeah, because if they were lazy, who would be bringing in the crops for all those years? Right? That's hard work, man. My mom did it for one summer in Pasco to earn some extra money. And she was like, it was the most exhausting thing. And I didn't even get a quarter of what the migrant workers were getting. (laughs) Shep, you mentioned earlier about a line that caused you to laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's the C for? What's the C stand for? And Dennis Haysworth's like charisma. I like Dennis Haysworth (laughs) so much. Yeah. Oh, he was so good at it. Do you ever watch Now and Again, I think was the name of the show. It's about he's a scientist and he puts uh, John Goodman's brain in a young guy's body. You guys know what I'm talking about? No. That was my introduction to Dennis Haysbert. So every wow. time I see him on, you know, 24 or insurance mm-hmm. commercials, it's like, oh, it's the guy from Now and Again, a, th- a show that went like one season and no <laughs> one remembers. <laughs> The line for me that got me to laugh out loud was when uh, the one dude says, what's the worst you could do? Break a mop. And he very quickly goes, but I won't. (laughs) Uh, The little kid, the youngest son. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I want to put him in my pocket and I want to carry him everywhere. (laughs) He was the cutest thing in the world. I like it. It burns good. (laughs) It's this goofy face when he's grown down the soccer field. He's like hitting on the girl. It's so cute. I love him so much. He had like the little like pointing and everything. Yeah. yeah, it was funny. He was cute. Emily, you talked earlier too about something like the tone and how things were presented. And I feel like those fantasy sequences were so good. (laughs) They were so funny. I like the idea that he tried to make the corporate room relate to his vision of like what he knows bosses are like, you know, on the streets. Right. Like, I mean, he's not really wrong. I mean, that's basically what they're doing, just in very polite white man speak. Right. Right. (laughs) I really liked everything. I liked how they kept doing like there's food at the house. There's food at the house. Like what person from that time frame never heard that phrase? Right. Right. No, there's food at the house. (laughs) Can we talk about the burritos at the beginning that like the kids were? Holy shit, those burritos look good. I wanted one so bad. <laughs> Should have planned ahead like Emily. Emily was having yeah. burritos while she watched. I did have a burrito while I watched. Smart. Man. I didn't think about it. Oh, man. I See, I didn't know. She watched the trailer. So yeah. I didn't actually know. I didn't know about the burrito piece. <laughs> I just really wanted a burrito tonight. <laughs> I'm actually curious, Emily. After having watched the film, how much does the trailer, do you think, sell the film accurately, inaccurately, tell too much? 
Um, it doesn't tell too much, actually, at all. Good, good. Um, I think it tells you just enough to to know this is the story of like a janitor going from janitor to creating this product. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of presented some scenes in a different way to where you're like, oh, OK, there was like way more between this part and this part. Mm. But yeah, I think it really set the tone for sure with that comedy and the commentary mm. in the background and stuff. Was this a rom-com? Doesn't it feel like it? Or is it just because we're in love with Tony Shalhoub? It's like him and the company are, <laughs> are the partners. I mean, there there was a lot of romance between him and Judy. Yeah, yeah I liked that. I liked that they showed the strong relationship between them. One that obviously was a big thing considering they'd been together for 40 something years. And yeah, so that was, I think, accurately reflected or well reflected in the film. Yeah. And brought in in a way that wasn't like, it didn't feel forced at any rate. I thought the whole storyline with the father, too, was really poignant. I mean, mm. I hope that that's fairly accurate that, you know, yeah, sometimes guys are assholes when they're drinkers <laughs> and then they stop drinking and they slowly stop being assholes. It is a slow process, though, from my experience. But having had an uncle who went from drinking to God, um, I could relate to that. Yeah, the movie was um, more religious than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. one of my notes is I did not expect so much religion in Flamin' Hot. That does explain that one poster of him, like the creation of man right. style yes. with the yes. Cheeto in his yes, finger. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I should have got it from the poster, I guess. <laughs> does Tony Shalhoub read audiobooks? Because I just love his voice. <laughs> I mean, I just was like, just you talk through the whole movie. <laughs> It was his voice that finally clicked for me. I was like, I didn't recognize him what? until he spoke. And then I was like, oh, oh, it's Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the hair pace is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yes, I loved it. With the very beginning when he's in the magazine, I'm like, oh, Tony Shalhoub is here. Yay. And I'm like, you don't see him actually in the movie for 30 more minutes. It's like, oh, man, they got my hopes up. <laughs> Hair was a big thing in this movie. Lots of different <laughs> Such a interesting thing. hairstyles. I Tony, the one guy that got him the job at the factory. Yeah, yeah we know who Tony is. I was okay, so like that hit my early 90s like gangster with a heart of gold fantasy like <laughs> right on the head where it's like oh he just troubled he just i can fix him kind of thing <laughs> and then when he comes back and he's got that hair that like glued down right. gelled hair i'm like yeah, yeah he was hot shit <laughs> i like that richard had the basically the same facial hair style except over time, it would get thicker or thinner to show that time had passed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a nice little detail. There were a lot of nice little details, like when Enrico calls him after eating the Flamin' Hot Cheetos and his fingers oh, yeah, are red. He's covered in the dust. I loved yeah. that. It's like he hasn't even had time to wipe his fingers <laughs> off. He's got to call him so quickly. And I liked how he's like, give me water, but he's still eating. But he yes. pops the rest of his mouth. Yeah. Because they're addictive. They're yeah. so good. Speaking of good scenes, I really like the Reagan years scene. Yeah. Where you see the different years on boxes and, and stuff in the background and yes. things are moving around. And as people are walking like behind pillars and behind things, they're disappearing to indicate yeah. that they've been laid off. Like that was a really good sequence. Yes, I agree. One criticism. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I have one as well. So. It's so 
stupid because I, I always pick up on the stupidest one. OK, so when they wheel the TV into the cafeteria, that TV is not from 1992. That is a <laughs> 1998 or later television set because it is a flat screen and it has the three things in the front of RCA, it. RCA, yeah. yeah. No, that is not that old of a TV. You used the wrong TV. <laughs> it's funny because I, I wondered whether the that blue screen that comes up from the VCR that felt not quite of that time to me. I think you still would have had snow yeah. at that point, but maybe oh, yeah. not. I'm not sure. I don't remember that time period well enough. Well, this explains the 6.9 rating on IMDb. Because <laughs> I thought the movie was great. I but did too. I, the, the anachronisms, forget yeah. about it. One star. <laughs> <laughs> Also, just because I'm a woman and I have to bring this up, Ava Longoria directed this. Right? I'm so like, good job, Ava. That was amazing. I only know her from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and she was only in like one or two or three or four episodes. She was in Desperate Housewives. She's married yeah, to Yeah, don't some watch Desperate Housewives. Yeah, I know her as an actor, not as a director. Right. Um, I, I mean, I know she has directed other stuff, but looking at her IMDb, there's a whole lot more than I even realized. Lots of episodes of television shows. Well, I thought she did a fabulous job. I thought it was very cohesive and well done. Yep. Agreed. So kudos, Ava Longoria. I know you wanted my approval and you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, you said you had another criticism? Oh, it's a minor technical thing. A few of the scenes were overlit. The one that really stood out to me was they're at the father's house and the priest is there and he's standing up to the dad. It's just a bit overlit. To the point where it was noticeable. Ugh, ruined. It's another star down. Yeah, minus one stars. I'm looking at the one star reviews here on IMDb. Not a biography, it's complete fiction, so why watch it? A heartwarming lie. Ignore the shill reviews from Obvious Plants. Something so spicy turns bland. What's that person talking about? <laughs> Just awful <laughs> capitalist propaganda. So they didn't like it because it's not a documentary. It's a movie. Yeah. yeah. And biopics always stretch the truth and make it a little more palatable for people. Palatable because it's delicious. Yeah. Well, the big thing that I think people are talking about is that Richard Montañez has claimed basically that this story is true, that he came up with it. And mm, there's not really any evidence to back that up. Oh, uh, you remember the story about the guy who's like, yes, I definitely work for the CIA. And everybody was like, I, I don't know. Did you like there's no way to know for sure. They made a movie about it. Oh, God, what was it? He was like a TV producer. No idea what you're talking about. Oh, is it that? Oh, weird? oh yeah. Uh, the, the gong show guy. Yeah. 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 What was that movie? I saw that movie. Anyway, it's, it's the same sort of thing, right? It's like. Nobody can prove it one way or the other. Right. So I guess in 2021, the LA Times published an investigation and actually discredited him as the Flavor Soul creator. Uh, according to a quote from Frito-Lay, none of our records show that Richard was involved in any capacity in the Flamin' Hot test market. And it actually sounds like where he was living was not the market where things were being tested or developed. It says Flamin' Hot Cheetos were created by a team starting in 89 in Plano, Texas. So. Who knows? Not even the Midwest. Yeah. The movie's just full of lies. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's ruined. Minus five stars. Well, here's what I have to say about that. Sometimes stories are fun. <laughs> like having that legend, that tall tale, 
like Paul Bunyan, Pecos Bill, they're fun. <laughs> Johnny Appleseed, which is the most accurate of those three. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have that sort of hero that comes up from the trenches and is inspiring. Right. When Roger Enrico at the end was like, I told the shit out of that story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a great story. Great story. And isn't it just inspired by true events? It's not. It doesn't even say inspired by or yeah. based on. Yeah. I think it's based off of a autobiography. Of yeah, his, I, if I'm I not believe mistaken. it's based off of a book that he wrote. Um, on that note, I will say that the cynic in me at some point, especially when Rico made that speech about, you know, I told the shit out of that story. It reminds me of all of these corporate books that I used to get in various <laughs> positions I had where it's like Johnny the bagger. He had autism and he managed to be the best, happiest worker ever. <laughs> if a guy with autism can enjoy his job, you can be the best checker in the world. You know, like I, literally that is a story that I was given at work one day. <laughs> so it's like part of me is like, OK, but now this bleeds into that capitalist corporate lie that you could be the lucky one just hustle your butt and put in the extra mile and go harder and then you might be the next millionaire you might be the next ceo of your company even though you started as a lowly administrative assistant i mean that definitely is like the american capitalist dream right like <laughs> this right. is the hot sucker proxy again that you were talking yeah, about yeah. earlier. <laughs> but i still enjoyed the movie but i i did yeah. get a little i'm like no oh. And I, again, think it's because I'm jaded and angry now. Well, there's, I think, definitely a lot of like, you know, hail corporate type of stuff where it's like, <laughs> oh, he's doing all this work in his off time and he's just giving the formula to the company. And so that was actually one of the criticisms here of one of these one star reviews on IMDb. But then there's the whole scene where he like gives like the big, hey, this factory doesn't move without us, like almost pro union right, <laughs> speech. Right. Like there's a strong socialist element to it. They just never actually take over the means of production. That's all. <laughs> uh, him, speaking of him giving away the formula, the scene where uh, he and Judy are developing the recipe with yeah. all the chilies they could find in town. And then you see the scientist guy and he's like maltodextrin, monosodium glutamate, disodium inosinate. Those are all real ingredients that are really in flaming hot right now. <laughs> so, OK, was that basically the in the movie where he takes the one off the line and he goes, it's not her recipe, but it'll do. Mm. Is that what they're saying is like, like they take his idea, but not his recipe. That mm. was the implication I, kind of, I got. I kind was of like, had that thought too, that maybe that's where it led. It was like, Oh, you're proving that this spicy can work and maybe right. we can use what we've already been working on and combine it a little bit with what you've been working on mm. and make the perfect commodity product. <laughs> Right. Exactly. You know, one of the things that his supervisor says is it takes years of research and that they'd already been doing research. So I could definitely see it's like, hey, this is safe. It's super measurable. And, and you know, you want that consistency across products that you might not get from batches of spice or whatever. Right. I will say if there really is a original Judy recipe out there, I would love to try it. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> It did really make me want a Lode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, really. I was like, man, I do like some spicy corn. <laughs> that scene where she's selling the tortillas out in front of the shop. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I bet those are so good. <laughs> and the people are like, no, I don't want it. I'm like, what's wrong with They're you? Fresh you tortillas. always buy tortillas and tamales out of the old lady's car. Yeah. <laughs> 
Did you spot the real Richard and Judy at one hour and 22 minutes into it? I did not. I figured it out after at the end credits. Where were they? They stuck out so much. Yeah, at the end, then you see them. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right before the credits when Judy has the dyed blonde hair. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, that looks familiar. No, I, they stuck out so much because they're clearly not actors that I paused it and Googled <laughs> Richard Montañez to see what he looked like. I'm like, oh, that's him. That's why these non-actors are speaking in a movie. Yeah, it did very much stick out because I remember thinking, oh, that was oddly like awkward. Yeah. Which scene was that? Um, It's when they're passing out all the Cheetos to everybody and they go to like a birthday party in the park and it's the movie Richard. And then there's the blonde lady. Oh, and her husband, that, yeah, and he's like, okay. Thanks, man. I know who you're talking about now. <laughs> the product placement in this movie oh is God. the only time that much product placement is acceptable. <laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> I did notice at the very beginning, they had Tapatio, Cholula, Valencia. They had like all yes. the different hot sauces on the table. I was like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I noticed the Cholula right away, which yeah. is my oh, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got a bottle of that in the cabinet. <laughs> Here's another detail that I really liked. When he first sits at the director's desk, what's the first thing he does? He cleans it. He wipes it down. He yeah. wipes yeah. it down. Yeah, I noticed that as well. I thought that was nice. It's like just in his bones at this point. It's in his DNA to, right. to do that. I thought it was really funny that he just wanted the machinist job like yeah. after everything he did. I knew when he told him that specific room, I was like, oh, they're going to give him a job job. <laughs> I didn't know. I guess I'm naive. I did think in that scene, though, uh, when he turns around and everybody's clapping, I was like, who's running the factory where they need five million <laughs> crates of this a day? Like. Get back to work. <laughs> You're costing the company money. They get a five minute break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know how corporate America works. You'd have a couple bosses you hate shake your hand and then walk away. Yep. So. 100%. Uh, you get a pizza party. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Probably at the factory, you get the rejects party. They'd probably have like all the burn chips. Oh, yes. And the, the brown ones that they were going to throw away. The Cheetos that don't have the dust on them. Undusted Cheetos. I kept waiting for him to pick one up and try it and then be like, these are disgusting. <laughs> Holy shit. Was that line clean or what? Those machines were brand fucking new. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no way this is a factory that's been in use. <laughs> well, the factory manager was very on top right. of the things. <laughs> I love his his line where he's talking about like, oh, you're going to like clean up all the health food violations. I'm like, hold on. Your factory has health food violations. <laughs> <laughs> what are we admitting? Uh, yes. <laughs> That's why it tastes so good. Mm -hmm. That's the secret ingredient. Everybody knows. Overall, I thought it was really fun. I loved the cars. Yeah. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, I love when Lonnie sits in the car <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's like, like nice. <laughs> yeah. So great. Although I did notice that it cuts immediately to a shot where he is not in the car. Right. Yes. Yep. My eye went right to it. Yep. I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it overall. I don't really care if this story is true or not. Uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos are delicious regardless of their genesis. Right. And uh, I don't care if it was this guy or a group of people or whatever. It doesn't really detract from the movie because at the same time, you know, we know that all biopics are falsified in some way. And if it turns out it's 90% false, okay, whatever. I don't care. It was still an enjoyable movie that was right. entertaining. Yep. It gave me an excuse to eat some Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Uh, yep. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about The Greatest Showman. The music yeah. is banging and fantastic. <laughs> and both the Baleens, so hot. So <laughs> I don't care that it paints 
B.T. Barnum as a very nice man who did good for people. Yeah. And that is not the truth. <laughs> look it up. Smithsonian has a very good article on it. <laughs> or don't look it up because everything is depressing. Yeah, that's the other thing. Okay, so what the real story is just some geeks in a lab in Plano, Texas. That's not interesting. I mean, it could be interesting. You can make a movie out of that, too. It would be a different movie than this. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Oh, at the end, there was a, one of the products when they were doing Flamin' Hot, everything was Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. And it's like, what the what? I have seen it in stores. They had ice cream suggesting there's Flamin' Hot ice cream. Ew. Yeah, I've seen that too. No, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen both of those products in the stores. I can't even imagine what it yeah. would taste like. Oh, no. Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew? Like, why? Why Ugh. would you want a spicy drink? I'm sorry. No. I'm trying to think of spicy drinks. Just drink Cholula straight from the bottle. Yeah, right? That's <laughs> right? what I'm thinking. That's just... what it... I mean, the spiciest thing I can think that I drink is Mexican hot chocolate. Mm. And even I don't really like that because I just don't like spicy drinks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want a spicy. Maybe some people are, are into spicy drinks. There must be a market for it. Well, that's what we thought, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Flamin' Hot movie. Was it dangerously cheesy or ridiculously cheesy? Ugh. Let us know by leaving a comment on our website, reaching out on social media, or sending us an email. Links to all of those can be found at almostplausible.com. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. If you want to hear more episodes like this, reach out using the aforementioned links and let us know. Emily Shep and I will return next week for another regularly scheduled episode of Almost Plausible. You know what I learned was a thing recently? This is unrelated to the movie or anything okay. we're talking about. French tacos. What? Yeah. Is it duck confit? No, it's French tacos. What makes them French? Are they just tacos in France? Because I had that idea. I wanted to open a taco truck in Nice. <laughs> That'd be nice. They're like a tortilla filled with meat and stuff and then pressed on a griddle. But is it filled with French meat, like coco Yeah, it's, and it's French food. They're things you can find in France. They're not really tacos, mm -hmm. but they are made with tortillas. Interesting. Now I want a duck confit with garlic taco. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to talk about food? All yeah. I've had to eat is flaming Hot variety pack. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. Should I got a burrito? I'm so full.